Yeah, there it is. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast. Um, how you doing, guys? We're back again for another show. Um, I was just admiring that video a little bit. I need to work on the music. I think it's it's a little weird on there, but uh, it looks great, and I'm excited to be back. Thanks, Jesse, for making that video for us. Um, I am your forever host and friend of the Twist My Arm Network. My name is Josh, and I am joined today by my co-host and friend from Nebraska. His name is Chip. How are you doing today? I'm a little cold. A little cold, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like negative 30 degrees out here. Negative 30? Mm, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that bad. It's only like, I, I think it's still above zero here. <laughs> must be nice i know right we are uh working on a little bit of audio stuff so sorry the audio is a little bit funky in this episode but the podcast version will be squeaky clean so uh if you can't handle the video then listen to the podcast it'll be up on wednesday um speaking of that we have so much going on in the network um we just released well ricky just released his latest episode, Best Flicks with Ricky D. Uh, that came out this last Sunday. Um, we got the new Sudden But Inevitable podcast coming out very soon, um, episode five. We got the new Basement Sessions. The new show, The Basement Sessions, has its first episode coming out this week, this Thursday. Um, this is the week of February 15th, by the way. Um, and then... We have all sorts of gaming on on the network going on right now. We got some uh, video game streams. We have some board game streams in the works. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on there. So find basically, man, let me see if I can do this. You got, oh man, you could find movement on Facebook at hashtag movement MVMT. You can find sudden but inevitable on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for sudden but inevitable actually on twitter it's at sudden but and then gaming go to tma gaming search for tma gaming on twitter and facebook and best flicks with ricky d you can find that by searching best flicks i believe it's best flicks on everything don't quote me on that just go to twistmyarmpodcast.com and find all of that information there <sighs> let's see anything else no just things for marvel cinematic monday you can find us on instagram and twitter just by searching, um, well, I guess it's Instagram at Marvel Cinematic Monday and Twitter at MCM Pod. Chip has removed himself from the stream, but that is the, oh, his audio is there. Oh, and he's back. Okay, here we are. That's weird. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like, right. I think I got it figured out. Oh, okay. Word. Um, so how you been, man? It's been a couple weeks since uh, we did our last episode. How how are things besides cold? Yeah, pretty cold. Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, nothing too exciting. Uh, just kind of hanging out. Been reading some comics. Been watching some WandaVision. I watched these last two episodes so many times. <laughs> I did too, actually. I watched them a few times, and I cannot wait to talk about those new episodes for sure. They are something. Something else. That's that is for sure. Um, 
yeah man and you know we'll get into the comics we've been reading all that stuff we got we got some cool little segments today i'm excited to uh share all that stuff with everyone looks like we got some comics uh or not comics i mean comments jesse's been saying some things over here please <laughs> help me the average viewer to understand the zany world of marvel media we could probably do that he also says tma makes the podcasts dang they do <laughs> make the podcast it is at best flicks ricky d on twitter thank you for that i don't even need to make that up next week on mistakes which is wonderful <laughs> uh anyway let's uh let's get right into it we have a big show today so there's a lot to talk about and uh we'll start off i guess i guess with uh what maybe maybe a little bit of news or do you want to do you want to go somewhere else with it what do you what are you what are you feeling over there chip oh man uh we can start off with news start definitely a good way to go with the news cool i was going to be more prepared for this but uh i was not so sorry to the viewers but you just gotta bear with me for a second here because i worked so hard on all these things and you know i know i have my outline all ready to go on the phone but then we're doing the different audio setup this time so i'm like ah yeah it was a little uh a little weird but i got this thing now it's time for marvel news there it is there's the bumper time for marvel news found it (laughs) oh so we're gonna start with some casting rumors those are huge they're always coming up coming around in the marvel universe hello diana how are you thanks for coming in on the show the live stream so first thing i got here this is the latest on the casting rumors uh last time we had what john bernthal and we had another fastbender yeah fastbender was the other one this week it is willem dafoe reportedly on set reprising green goblin role i feel like you heard it here first last uh last episode though i feel like my co-host josh definitely called that one (laughs) i might have i might have um but new reports indicate that another major marvel villain is joining the packed cast for spider-man 3 with original spider-man villain willem dafoe reportedly reprising his role as norman osborn aka the green goblin for the Marvel Studios movie. Um, what do you think? I, I'm i cool with it. I dig it. Willem Dafoe did awesome. So I have no qualms with that. Although, uh, like, on the topic of casting rumors, we got Tom Holland tweeting out that he has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Spider-Man. But... Tom Holland's like notorious for blabbing, so like they would keep him in the dark anyway. I mean, you would you would think so, right? <laughs> they like, literally they... had another Avenger hold his hand on every press junket leading up to Infinity War and and Endgame because he just can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> well, they they gave him. I heard they gave him different scripts too. They gave him like these scripts that was like these are just your lines. And we and you say them when we tell you to. <laughs> yeah. What's my motivation here? Nope, you're asking too much. 
<laughs> yeah. Just say the lines, Peter. That's all we need from you. <laughs> I know that's not his real name, but either way, you're right. Um, and he would they would never let him know. He's it's like Mark Hamill. They did the same thing with him in Star Wars. They didn't let him in on anything because he just says too much. He just, you know, blabs way too much. <laughs> and and you know, Jesse says Billy D as well on Jedi, which you know, makes sense. <laughs> Billy D is a, a blabbermouth as well. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty stoked about this. It's just kind of confirming this whole multiverse thing with Spider-Man and that it's going to be a, a big deal. Um, one thing I wanted to point out from last week that I think I messed up was that uh, Spider-Man comes out after Doctor Strange, not before. Uh, if I am not mistaken, now I need to now I need to look it up again because I'm just uh, I just can't I just guesses. I know right it's I I can never like <laughs> be confident about it I always got to look it up so no I was I was so okay. Last week, I had said that Spider-Man 3 is coming out last. That that is the last one to come out. That it's going to be WandaVision. The, this whole trilogy of things is WandaVision. And then I said uh, Doctor Strange and then Spider-Man. It's actually flipped. It's WandaVision, Spider-Man, then Doctor Strange. So we're going to see Spider-Man 3 in November this year, which is going to give us a little more into the multiverse. And then we'll see the conclusion, quote-unquote, of this quote-unquote trilogy. Uh, next March in Doctor Strange. So that was my bad from last week, and I messed it up again this week. But moving forward, now we know there's there's a lot of stuff coming out. You got Black Widow, The Eternals. Well, The Eternals was supposed to come out this year, I guess, but it didn't yet. <laughs> so Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi, Venom 2, Spider-Man 3, Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, Man, Guardians 3, all, so many things coming out in the next couple of years. They took a good break after Endgame, and it's time. It's time to come back, and I'm excited. So yeah. seeing seeing that Willem Dafoe could come back is, is also awesome. But what were you going to say, Chip? Sorry? Definitely ready for more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So moving on from that, I mean, it's it's really exciting that it's coming back. I really hope they give him a better costume, although it'd be kind of if they just left him in the same plastic bullshit that they had back in, what, 98 or whenever that movie came out. Yeah. yeah. That thing, oh, man, that armor. What if they keep it? I think that, I don't know, maybe that would be a little bit fun, you know? Like, they keep all the original costumes from these original movies and stuff. They don't change maybe. much. Just, you know... <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> that, uh, that Green Goblin suit, the first time they threw that mask on, I was just like, oh, no. It was like, I don't know. This is not the look you want for your Green Goblin. He's like, you know, uh, know. <laughs> they take liberties for those live action movies. Yeah, it's all right, though. I feel like, I feel like it's okay. And it'll, uh, 
it'll probably all work out. He, you know, honestly, he probably won't even wear a costume. It'll probably just be something where he's just in it, you know. He might just, I mean, just a mentor. It's a slow burn, like you said. It, it might just be establishing him as a character, and then they'll play him out later. Right. Maybe they'll give him hammer. Like maybe they'll do that storyline and give him control of shield. I mean, it is the multiverse, so anything mm-hmm. is possible. I feel like. Uh, Jesse asks, "Did anyone else see the new Justice League trailer?" No, I didn't see it because I still don't care. Um. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. As a rule, I don't really watch any of the DC movies. <laughs> Just, that's yeah, a rule to be like just a be marvel podcast <laughs> the last dc movie i watched was jeez one of the batmans no suicide squad i think suicide squad Oof. was the last DC movie i watched that's a terrible terrible movie um did you see i one thing that it's kind of intriguing is i did see pictures of the new joker not the new one, I, but but they did up Jared Leto a little bit better, I guess. I mean, I, I saw it. I still wasn't. I was still like, oh man, he's still so cringe. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, it, 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 like we said, we were talking about this last week on the show about DC not establishing their universe well enough, and that was a point Jesse was just making that. Man, they really, really, they really messed this up. And just the Justice League doing this whole four-hour thing is just definitely proving it. So anyway, again, this is a Marvel show. So we're going to move on to something else uh, that is piquing my interest like crazy. Uh, I don't know about you, but we got a new Boba Fett comic coming out. This comes from bleedingcool.com. Marvel Comics is teasing a very odd-looking Star Wars, spelled it wrong, Bob Fett comic. It's actually Boba Fett, just to let you know. Uh, but a very odd-looking Star Wars Boba Fett comic book with art by Steve McNiven. A Boba Fett all in black looking rather like an imperial version of the character. So what they did is basically released this picture of Boba Fett um, looking all badass did you did you see this at all no i did not all right so yeah it's basically it looks like it's a teaser right now of just a new comic storyline coming out from marvel about boba fett so very very interested to see what that's all about if you get the chance um, I'm, i'm sorry i couldn't put it on the screen right now my bad but uh if you get the chance go check out the uh the new Boba Fett cover because it's really cool. It's just an all black armor. He's got this sweet looking spear. And uh, I'm pretty sure, supposedly, it's supposed to be after. Let's see. Uh, it's before Empire, I believe. It's supposed to be setting it before Empire. A little bit more of his backstory, kind of, I guess. Which kind of leads me to believe, like, going into a little bit of Star Wars, I really think that the book of Boba Fett is going to be about him and his hit list. And so releasing comics leading up to it could kind of bring in characters that they're going to introduce into this show. That's true. But 
always excited to read something new about about the Fet Man. What do you think? You gonna check out a new Marvel comic? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'll probably give them a read. Um, they love to do those lead up tie-ins. Uh, they when they release new stuff, they're like, "Hey, let's bridge the gap here, guys." Dude, it's so bad. They like even with Force Awakens, that was like the first thing they did was release Shattered Empire, I think, and it was just it started the whole comic thing with Star Wars, and then I don't know. I have the first issue. And that was it, because it just got too crazy after that. But I know there's some pretty cool stories out there, and there's a lot on the Marvel app that we use that I would like to look into, especially some of the newer comics that are more uh, canon. They're they're more in the universe instead of, you know, is this real? Did this actually happen in the universe? Or so. I'd like to get caught up a little bit on those, especially the High Republic series, because that's all the new, like, well, it's not new, it's old. They went 900 years or 600 years in the past, and you got a little adolescent Yoda, kind of. He's like, a, I guess he's like an early 20s in comparison, but very he's interesting. Like in running around, look how young he is, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's so nimble. <laughs> But either way, uh, Boba Fett comic I think will be be a good addition to the Star Wars line. So, um, next little bit of news here. It's not really news, I guess, as much as it was. Did you see the trailer for the Falcon and Winter Soldier? I did not. What? I know, right? Bro, one of the things that I needed to do before the show and lost track of time. Did not get it done. I suck. How you gonna how you gonna do that? I know, right? I was reading too many news articles and rewatching the episodes too many times. <laughs> That's all right, I guess. I mean I'll watch it when we take our 15 later. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of the first trailer that came out? I liked it. It looked pretty good. Um I think the like the Bucky and Falcon hating each other is funny. Falcon just doesn't get along with anybody. He like butted heads with Black Panther too. Yeah, I, well, and I feel like in this trailer they kind of play on that a little bit too, where they're talking about it. Like starts with uh, the it's like a what is it like a shrink? Not a shrink, but like a therapist or something. And she's like, "Tell me, Bucky, why do you?" Uh, why does Sam irritate you so much? And it just kind of goes into that. So I feel like it's it, oh. just, this trailer just. I think kinda... I did see that trailer. I was my mistake. I was thinking it was like a brand new one that I had missed. I did see that one that started that way. So yeah, I did. Okay. That. I see that. Yeah, it was it was technically the Super Bowl trailer, I guess. Oh yeah, I definitely saw that. Um, but yeah, it was. It's just making it look that. So for me, WandaVision is like the setup, right? This is like the, that's the setup to the whole next part of the universe. And Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be the more action part of it. Like, all right, you guys remember Marvel, right? Like, here we go. Let's, let's do some, do some cool shit. Cause some of those scenes that they're showing um, are cool. I see a comment here from Roy. Uh, I definitely agree. Baron Zemo's mask and outfit are spot on. 100 percent i really like it 
I really hope we see some sword action as well. Zemo is definitely my favorite villain. Excited. Is he really? Oh yeah, I love Zemo. He is such a badass. What did you think about the Zemo in Civil War? I didn't like him. <laughs> like I didn't think they did him justice, but they left him alive. So hopefully he can redeem himself in this series. Yeah, for sure. I don't know a lot about Zemo, to be honest with like, you. They did a good job, I suppose, in Civil War of capturing his essence where like he doesn't have powers. He's just a man with a plan. And that's like, you know, he really manipulates the situation. Uh, he does a really good job of it. And, you know, I think in, in Thanos, they're the only villains that like win. Yeah, I guess that's true. Does he ever get any sort of powers or is he always just kind of like super cunning? You know, in the comics, he acquires moonstones, moonstones oh. at one point and like gets some power there. And like his is more like he he acquires other people's items, essentially. And like he, he steals other people's shit. Basically. Say acquires. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he looks, he looks cool, and and I do like his little outfit that he's got going, his outfit, his getup that he's got going on. Um, the purple ski mask is like iconic. Yeah. So, cool. so I and I'm I'm just excited for that. Anyway, I don't I don't even think Baron Zemo is going to be the big big villain in that show. I think he's just going to be kind of another side character, you know, or like a side mm -hmm. villain that ushers in the actual villain to the show. Who I have awesome. no idea will be. I I don't know. I just to me I, th I feel like Disney doesn't play their cards like that. You know they're not like unless unless it's Spider Man then they play all their freaking cards and they're like here's Mysterio and you can tell what's going on and but like with Wandavision they really ha hadn't done anything as far even with the trailers they came out with they didn't play any of those cards to we're still surprised so I still I really think that. Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be the same same thing, you know the everything that we see in the those first two trailers are going to be in the first two or three episodes, and then you know we'll really get into it because like if you look back at the Wandavision trailers, we're done now. Um, unless they release like like every week they'll release next week's trailer, but before that the main trailers were done. Like everything that they showed in those trailers, we've moved past now. Yeah. So everything is exactly everything's going to be fresh and new. And that's what six episodes, I guess now six out of 10. So, and I think after five is when you really were at the, you were at the end of the <clears throat> trailer stuff, but at the end of episode five. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely get into that. We're probably going to have to take like, a little bit of a break before we get into that because there's going to be a lot to talk about when it comes to WandaVision episodes five and six because we have two to cover. So definitely stay tuned for that later on. Um, but Falcon Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm just, just as pumped, if not more, after seeing that latest trailer, the Super Bowl trailer. So it will be fun. Absolutely. Um, I'm waiting for another Loki trailer. That show is real cool. 
Yeah, and I feel like that's another show that's going to be a lot like WandaVision, where they're not showing a lot of what's happening. I think, like, based on that one trailer, I think uh, the Loki show is going to be really fast-paced and balls to the wall, like uh, Thor Ragnarok. Like, I think it's just going to be him getting hurled all over the place. Because he's got the Tesseract just flipping around. Yeah. Into all sorts of crazy quantum leap type shenanigans. Right. That would be, yeah, I mean, do you think he has the Tesseract for the entire show, though? I feel like he's, he probably gets, he probably warps to some random ass place, drops down, and gets the Tesseract taken away. And that's the whole point of the show is him trying to get that back. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would certainly make sense. He gets it taken from him all the time <laughs> he's like that's my ball give me my ball back <laughs> yeah i hope i mean in a way I, I hope it's not about the tesseract again because like really the whole first setup of, of like the first four phases was about the tesseract like always came back to that so I would much rather just kind of see it maybe even disappear. Maybe even like he just loses it and he's like, eh, screw it. I got this suitcase now that takes me in, in different dimensions or something like whatever he I, does. I don't know. That's one of the infinity stones. You don't just forget that bad for That's true. That's true. Yeah. This multiverse is going to be crazy. This whole, this whole thing. Cause that's, that's just him leaving, you know, him leaving the uh, the scene with the Tesseract creates another, according to um, whatever her name was, the Doctor Strange lady. What's her name? What's her name? Ancient One. Ancient One, yes. According to the Ancient One, <laughs> whenever you, you know, make something, it creates another line in time. So Loki has now created that extra line in time just by taking that Tesseract. Roy says WandaVision is setting up mutations with Marvel. Well. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to get into that when we talk about WandaVision. Um, yeah, I actually. Um, there's a I lot. Actually, yeah, I, I have some uh, specific comments about that comment. So we'll get into that for sure. I've got, a, I've got four theories on who this engineer is going to be. Count them. One, two, four. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> so we'll get Excellent. into that. That's a good one. That's a good fifth uh guess, Hank McCoy. That uh he's definitely involved with swords, so that is a good guess. I'll call like that, that. I like that, yeah. Um but let's move on before before we get into too much to that. Um we're all agreeing here, we're stoked for everything coming out for Marvel, right? <laughs> okay. Um, what about Blade? He's still excited for Blade to come out? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, it'll be cool. Is it Wesley Snipes is playing him again, right? No, it's uh, Mahershala Ali is playing him. What do I know him from? He was actually Cotton. Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. I knew the name sounded familiar. He he was really good. I have no problem with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
And according to MCUExchange.com, Stacy O.C. Cooper, Ossie Cooper, has been hired to write the script. Um, most people know her as the person who uh, wrote Watchmen, the new Watchmen series on HBO. Yeah, that's really good. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, um, I, I just you know that's it's a fun little piece of news. I have not seen Watchmen either. I have not even seen the original Watchmen to be honest with you. So, I can't really, uh, I can't really talk on it. But I know that that people are loving it. So, and I'm and I'm hearing Jesse's more than oh, that's what we're watching next. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> Um, I am excited for Blade anyway. Like I always liked the old Blade movies, and he's got a pretty cool little story arc and stuff. So, oh, definitely. They, yeah, like Blade's just good old fun action movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, Roy says it seems weird to do Blade. Uh, vampires just don't sit right with the current MCU. No, they do not. But with Moon Knight Except, coming out, and we got Morbius, the Living Vampire. Oh, sorry, out. Morbius. That's what I meant. Mor Morbius. Yeah. yeah um, so I mean, they could tie that in together, Morbius and Blade. Do they have? Do they have little like buddy comics together? Do they team up? <laughs> I oh, they probably do because Marvel doesn't. Really <laughs> Marvel doesn't miss the boat often. Like they've got to have like a buddy cop issue where it's just Morbius and Blade running around. <laughs> Blade just trying really hard not to kill the vampire the whole time. <laughs> I mean, they're very similar. They're both like living vampires. Yes, Morbius is through Sony, but it is still going to be part of the MCU. Just like um, Spider-Man is through Sony, Venom is through Sony. They're all supposed to be coming into the MCU. I mean, Spider-Man's already there, but Venom and stuff, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Like, I'm not I'm not sure if Morbius and Blade... Like, I'm sure they've interacted. Like, Jesse says that he thinks that Morbius that's how met, yeah, yeah. he met Spider-Man, but... Yeah. You're, the, you're supposed to know everything here, Chip. You're supposed to know all... <laughs> there's a lot to know <laughs> I know there's so much um, just going through the Marvel app I've been reading as many comics as I have I haven't even made a dent in the collection that is the Marvel <laughs> comics like it's, oh, so it's crazy um, but I, I think it'll be cool to bring Blade back even even if just like a kind of a daredevil sort of thing where it's a standalone but you know, gorier and just more, a little more R-rated, you know, for the adults that want to watch something like that. What uh, what are you, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Blade? I'm down for it. I want it like I don't want a PG thirteen Blade. I want an R-rated Blade. So. Yeah. Let's see. Um... We'll see. We'll see what they do with it. I'm sure it's going to be good. I have, have confidence. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to find uh, anything I could about Morbius, Spider-Man, and Blade, but it was just giving me fan art, so I'm just going to move on from there. I'll work on it for the <laughs> next episode. 
Um, we have our last little bit of news, which kind of leads us into our next segment. Um, this comes from also mcuexchange.com. You can find a lot of news on there for sure. But Captain Marvel 2 has cast its villain. Zawe Ashton, best known for her roles in British theater and television, has been cast to play antagonist to Carol Danvers. No word yet on who she's supposed to play, but she's there. Who do you think Captain Marvel's next villain should be, would be, could be? Let me Google this girl real quick and see if she looks like Rogue. Like Rogue? Yeah. Was Rogue a... She does not look like Rogue. Okay. (laughs) Done. Yeah, but... Yeah, but, Rogue uh, only had powers. Like Rogue's only power was absorbing people's shit, and like she could only fly and have super strength because she like put Captain Marvel into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she touched Carol Danvers for so long that it like put her into a coma for years. And Rogue had her powers like indefinitely. Oh, so that's why I was like, uh, it could also be Thunderbird. No, Warbird. Warbird. That's a big. Uh, female villain for Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, I feel like they always go go big or go home with the villains in Marvel. Like Captain America started with the Red Skull. You know, that's yeah. like his arch arch nemesis. And well Iron Man started with um the the other the, the guy, the guy that was like his big big oh my God. It's Ironmonger, right? Yes, yes, sorry, there it is. Um Hulk had abomination in that thing. That's like one of his yep. biggest villains. Oh, yeah, like sure. they, they, they don't really uh, spare any expense when it comes to villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So unless it's Galactus, unless it's Galactus and Fox is making it, yes, yeah. it's very true. Um, it's awesome. You think they're gonna bring Galactus in? You th- Eventually, eventually, you kind of, you pretty much have to. Well, a lot of people keep, I mean, I keep reading things on the internet that people are saying uh, Galactus is going to be the next Thanos, like the next big bad. And it's, it's very possible. Right? It takes a long time to move from one side of the galaxy to the next, but like if the planets in a straight line towards you start flipping out, you're going to hear about it. And, do you think that's too like you guys are screwed? <laughs> Do you think that's too much though? Do you think Galactus is kind of because I feel like Galactus eats planets? You know, I get it. Thanos had the weapon of the Infinity Gauntlet and all the stones, but Galactus eats planets yeah. for breakfast. It's like, yeah, it's. It'd be really hard to like construct a fight scene with him. Yeah, and that's probably why Fox did what they did and made him a, a cloud. I mean, the heroes are basically just gnats buzzing around them. <laughs> like, there's not much you can do there. I, I feel. How did? The, I mean, how do you defeat him? Uh, maybe I should just read that that storyline. But give me a brief synopsis on how they defeated him in the comics. Reed Richard makes a device. Like that, yeah. 
Reed Richard invents something. It's called the ultimate nullifier, and it nullifies his power. That's kind of a cop it's, out. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I hung my head. I'm just like, ah, that's tremendous <laughs> storytelling right there. What's it do? Yeah. Nullifies his powers. What do we call it? Ultimate nullifier. Yeah, Roy says Kang the Conqueror would be his next Thanos. Do you think Kang is that powerful, though, to be the next Thanos? Like, I feel like that's going to the opposite side of the spectrum now. Like, it's like Thanos is in the middle, Kang is down here, and Galactus is up here. Or am I wrong there? I mean, Kang doesn't. Kang doesn't really have mad, like power on his own but he's got like mad technology because he's from like the super future and he's got like mm. dope time travel technology so like he sets himself up to like rule by going back in time and setting it up essentially uh, really cool thing like I've been like man I've been shipping young Avengers and like you can't have the young Avengers without Kang so like they brought Kang in, I would just be like, bro, you got like six of the seven pieces set up already. Like, do it. I've well, I've, I've read rumors that they're supposed to be doing a Young Avengers as well. I'm, I'm about it. Like, they're getting pieces in place already. Like, I was calling it like Kate Bishop's a Young Avengers, Billy and Tommy, Young Avengers. Um, yeah. Who else? There was another one that I put. Uh, there's, there's more. Well, they have Miss Marvel coming out that's supposed to be Kamala Khan. She and wasn't so in the, uh, the Young Avengers, but like... Oh, yeah. okay. They could easily, like... They could easily ship Put her, her in, in there. Though. Yeah. Well, either way, I think... Uh, I think it'd be pretty... It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I don't know, like... When you first saw him... It might it might have been yeah, I think it was like the end credit scene of the first Avengers. Nah, because you see him in like the dude talks to him. Uh Thanos is like on his chair in space at one point. And they're like, dude's talking to him about Loki. I think. Maybe I'm wrong there. Um nope. I'm I'm thinking of uh Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm getting Guardians and Avengers confused. That's my bad. Oh yeah, and Guardians when uh... oh man, Ronan when Ronan's Ronan. up there and like smashes the dude's herald. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, like when Thanos first showed up, I was like, "Oh my god, are they seriously doing?" And I never, I've never even read the comics or anything, but I knew what Infinity War was about. I knew what the Infinity Stones were, you know, and. And like just seeing him for five seconds on the screen was like, what are they going to do with him? So knowing that they're going to have some sort of big bad, I always like to think about what that dude's going to be 10 years from now, because it's obviously going to be a slow build. If they if they're going to do it right, they're going to do another slow build and it's going to go into like I would say. I would probably say Kang would be more of of the Loki of of this next phase of this next like giant storyline. Like he would be the one that kind of pops in and out, or maybe even Dr. Doom where Dr. Doom is kind of the first main villain 
like Loki was. And then, you know, they bring in Kang and then they bring in Galactus or whatever. I don't know. They, they, I do feel like most of it's going to lead up to Galactus, though, with Eternals coming out, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean, because honestly, why else are you even messing with the Eternals? That is not. That's like the one that I'm least excited for. Um, That's what I said about yeah. Guardians, though. We'll see a trailer and I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true. But anyway, we have no idea what the next Captain Marvel 2 villain is supposed to be or who she's supposed to be. Um, we just know that it's going to be played by Zawai Ashton. So that is going to lead us into our next segment because... We had a little bit of audience participation this last week. What? Isn't that crazy? Um, So this next segment is something that we'll do every once in a while um, when we have people asking us questions and whatnot. Um, So we're hoping that you, the viewer, the listener, um, if you think of any sort of Marvel questions, send it our way. MarvelCinematicMonday at gmail.com. I forgot we had a Gmail until right now (laughs) but um basically i'm just going to call this podcast or this segment wtf is up marvel boys it's a work in progress i'm sorry i'm sorry Um, but in this segment we answer questions from you that you have sent to us this week's question comes from our friend logan out of alabama Um, and i want to first thank you for watching and listening we appreciate you and um, anyone else that's watching or listening. And we definitely thank you for this next question. Logan asks, there's a Captain Marvel, a Miss Marvel, and a Marvel girl, and they're all Marvel characters. Why? Why, indeed. Um, Yeah, so I mean, it definitely seems strange, huh? So originally, Captain Marvel was uh, Marvel. He's a Kree hero that comes to Earth. Uh, but then he gets cancer and dies. Like, they kill him off in the comics. It was kind of weird. Like, they literally give him cancer and kill him off. Kind of weird. Uh, but then uh, Pretty Carol quick, Dan- too, right? It's pretty quick. I, I feel like, uh, like Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel came out. Uh, it first appeared in Marvel Superheroes in 1967. And that was the first Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. He's uh, the Kree hero. Um, yeah, when did they kill him off? They killed him off in 1982. So he has been dead for quite a while. And then when they killed him off, was it kind of like a, a power transfer like they had in the Captain Marvel movie? Where... Like in the comics, did Captain Marvel transfer his powers to Carol Danvers, or was there someone else in between? Um, I know, right? It's so convoluted. That's the thing about Captain Marvel, and that's why it's so weird. And yeah, I no, he doesn't like. Him. Yeah, he doesn't give his powers away. He just dies. He just he gets cancer and dies. Yeah, and then kind of gets. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna, and then just kind of gets rewritten, right? Yeah, basically. 
they bring in um, uh, in 1982. That's when they bring in Monica Rambeau. Uh, she is the second Captain Marvel. Uh, she also goes by the name of like Photon, Photon Pulsar, Spectrum. Uh, yeah, Monica Rambeau. She is Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers. So it's Which really is... interesting. The right. relationship they're going to have in the MCU. Um, they kind of they kind of flipped that around. I feel like, in, yeah, in the bit. MCU. Yeah. But then again, with, with how convoluted this whole storyline is with Captain Marvel, I mean, DC even has their own Captain Marvel, known as Shazam. But like, it's it's so weird that I feel like you know Kevin Feige and them had to think of something to make it make sense like yeah yeah like you go from oh man it's like captain marvel and then you get captain marvel with monica rambeau and then you get miss marvel who was actually carol danvers beforehand and and then takes over the it's it's like a growing up thing where miss marvel takes over Captain Marvel, and then a new girl comes in and takes over the Miss Marvel mantle. Right. Yeah. And like it just kind of continues that way. So it's a very confusing character for sure. Yeah. So Monica goes through a bunch of name changes. Like she was Captain Marvel second, and then she goes by Photon and Pulsar and Spectrum. Um, she definitely changes her name a lot. And then uh, Carol Danvers was our third. And Probably the most well known. I feel like she was the one that was always showing up in the cartoons, and like you. Yeah, she was Miss Marvel for the longest time, uh, and then she like basically assumes the mantle of Captain Marvel at some point. Uh, Which like... is, <laughs> it's basically like you can pretty much just pick which Captain Marvel you want to read. You know, do you want to read about Carol Danvers? Do you want to read about uh, Captain Marvel? Do you want to read about the original Monica Rambeau? Like, it's to me, it just seems like different artists and different writers for the same character that wanted to do different things. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's, it's like there always has to be a Captain Marvel man. Right. But whether or not it's Carol or Monica, like, it. <laughs> They just kind then, of flip uh, a coin and call it good. Yeah. And then uh, currently we have like the current Miss Marvel is Kamala Khan. Uh, she is the uh, Muslim character that is an inhuman. So she's, she's got like, the big hands. Yeah. She has like Reed Richards powers essentially. She can like stretch, expand, and contract, and like make herself bigger or smaller. Yeah. She basically is a little mini read, for sure. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's definitely uh, they explore her character a lot in that Avengers video game. Yeah, I like I'm her. Really... She's a cool character. She, uh, she's been pretty important in the comics since her introduction. She uh, really involved in a lot of major storylines. Nice. Yeah, and I. That's gonna be had... Miss Marvel. That's what she's. They're casting the Kamala Khan character for the Miss Marvel show, right? 
I think I'd, I think that's, cool. like, I think I think that's so. what I've heard. So they're looking yeah. for that. So that would that would be epic. But yeah, I like the Avengers game and I really liked her story mm-hmm. um in that game. I don't know if it has anything to do with any comic or anything like that, but I definitely enjoyed playing through that storyline. No, nah, that storyline was pretty unique to the to the game. Yeah, they didn't, pretty different. They didn't make any, uh, comics too much with that one. They they went really with it. Yeah, I've got more though actually because um, he also asked uh, also asked about Marvel Girl, who's entirely different. So like all of those three are all like different iterations of like Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Marvel Girl. Entirely different. Marvel Girl is Jean Grey, uh, X Men fame. Uh, and the first issues of X Men, she has a green suit and a gold visor, like green miniskirt. She goes by Marvel Girl. Interesting. Yeah. So that's who Marvel is. And I have another one to add to the list that wasn't even asked about. There's also Blue Marvel, because you got to have all your Marvels covered. Um, Blue Marvel is a. Uh, Marvel is a uh, random character, totally random. Um, here I got some info on his name. He does not come up a lot, but like when he does, it's always in these crazy storylines where he like comes and saves the day because he can't be bothered to do anything on like all stuff that's an emergency. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, his name is Adam Rashir. Um, yeah he basically um he's just kind of an obscure comic character he uh has like random it's like it's like it's like marvel comics just wanted to have characters named after marvel (laughs) all over the place that's what i'm saying like in case you didn't know that this character was from Marvel Comics, uh, their name is Captain Marvel. So, just letting you know. Um, although there originally was Captain Marvel in the DC universe as well, um, who eventually changed his name to Shazam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, Shazam for sure. How about that wasn't wasn't there some sort of like dispute between the writer of of Captain Marvel at DC and DC and so he ended up taking the character to Marvel Honestly I'm not sure I'm probably wrong something. on that and you know what we'll come back to it in next episode like we should, Yeah we should definitely research that and find out next because sure. it, it would be really really nice right now we're just diving into who the different marvels are in in the marvel universe <laughs> yeah. yeah um adding in blue anything marvel, else is yeah, blue marvel's an african-american character he was um in the korean war uh he was a big hero in the korean war and he actually got the uh, medal of freedom from jfk and because uh, the public, uh, he like wore a full face mask when he was like heroing during the Korean War, and then the public found out that he was African American, and so they forced him to retire. 
Wow. That's yeah. Yeah. Cause fucked wow. up. <laughs> so, uh, so basically he has like a base of operations in the bottom of the ocean where he monitors all this crazy nonsense. And anytime that there's like a full on global threat, that's going to like destroy the entire world. Then he actually comes out. Um, he's got a crazy power set. He's like super strong. He fights, uh, Hyperion at one point, who's like, okay, kind of the Marvel Superman, powered by the yep. sun. Very interesting. He's got strength, so... speed, energy protection, all that jazz. Uh, yeah, just another random Marvel. Marvel, yeah. So, there. so we got <clears throat> Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and then you got Blue Marvel and Shazam. But we're not talking about Shazam. So four. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, like you would think, just give him a new name, right? Yeah. Is, there, is there like a reason why they continue to just re- basically recast that character? Or... Oh, it's You know, it's the marketing. It's got to be the marketing. You got to play. You got an established character that's named after your brand. You're yeah. shoving it down people's throats. Yeah, I guess I guess you're probably right. It's uh... like Carol Danvers is like pretty cool as Captain Marvel. She's like very important in the comics. She does a lot of interesting stuff. And then Roy asks, "What about Quasar? Was he known as Marvel Man? Is that a real thing?" Is there really uh, a Marvel I'm man? I'm not sure if Quasar, the original Quasar, Wendell Vaughn, I'm not sure if he was It's possible. Um, I know that at one point, Philo Bell, who is Genus Bell's sister, takes up the mantle of Captain Marvel as well. She's like the fourth one. And then later, when Quasar dies, she takes Quasar's name. So there's like an interesting Captain Marvel Quasar overlap there. So, and there is, there's a Marvel Man, too. This is crazy. Marvel Man, also known as Miracle Man, is a superhero appearing in the comic books first published by L. Miller and Son LTD. Marvel Man was created in 1954. Um, and it was originally as a United Kingdom homegrown substitute for the American character Captain Marvel. <laughs> so now I got five. So that's Marvel Man, too. <laughs> Roy says that he believes there was a Marvel boy. That is accurate. That is accurate. That would be Novar. He uh, he's in the Young Avengers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, All yeah. right. All right, Marvel Comics. You need to Good catch on that one. Especially the way I ship Young Avengers. I should have been on that one. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I mean, that's kind of a rough one to remember. Robert Grayson, also known as the Uranian. Is a fictional superhero. Obviously, the character is one of several to use the name Marvel Boy. He was created by Stan Lee and first appeared in Marvel Boy number one, December 1950. Wow. So in the 50s and 60s, they really didn't like have. I mean, you got the Spider Man and stuff, but like they had no problems just using the same name over again, including using the name Marvel for their entire company. Is everything okay over there? Yeah, for sure. Okay. 
<laughs> but yeah, they just like everything. Everything's Marvel. I don't know, man. Who would be your favorite character out of all of those we just named? Um, actually, the one that I was going to skip over, I would say Phyla Bell, actually, the fourth one that becomes Quasar later on. I'd say she's okay. probably my favorite. She's a big she's a big player in the Annihilation storyline, which is one of my favorite events. Okay. Her. So basically, to answer your question, Logan, uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Marvel Boy, Marvel Man, they're all different characters, but I guess I guess it's more they're different superheroes, but can be used by different people. Their mantles can be used by different people. But that's four separate characters, four separate superheroes, or five that we just talked about that are all with the name Marvel. <laughs> so it's very interesting to me that, that you would think that they would do that many you know there's so many like the more we're talking about it the more that we think up like there's no there's no shortage of characters named after their name yeah it's I mean it is what it is obviously but uh... <laughs> come on guys come on and Marvell I mean, I get it, but like Marvell, there's a hyphen and an extra L. Get the F oh, yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, that one's a little, that one's a little cheesy. Come on. Here you go. What came first, Marvel superheroes or Marvel Company? Um, I believe the characters came first out of Stan Lee's brain. And then Stan Lee had went and started the Marvel company, if I'm not mistaken. My history is all messed up there. I don't, I don't think Stan Lee started the company, but I think some of the characters were made before Marvel Comics was established. Okay. So uh, Timely's first comic book was Marvel Comics number one. So uh, Marvel was... Seems like it was made by Timely. It was owned by Timely at first. Uh, yep, yep. That's that's what it was. I kept and... thinking, I kept wanting to say action, but I know that's DC. That's why I was like, yeah, Timely. So Marvel was started in 1939 uh, under a number of corporations and imprints, but now known as Timely Comics. So in 1951, they generally became known as Atlas Comics. And then the Marvel area actually began in 1961 when the company launched the Fantastic Four. Um, and those were all characters created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko. So um, it was definitely, it was like, because Spider-Man started in, what, what, what comic line was that? What was that called? Um, oh my God. What was it, Journey into Mystery? No, no, it was like the very first time Spider Man was introduced was in like these whatever comics, and it it, it must have been Atlas or something like that. I'm, I'm looking it up right now on my little reading list because I didn't have it all prepared. Um, 
but to me, it, it looks like they took oh, amazing fantasy. That's amazing. Right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it seems like they took characters from those and put them into their own comic book line. Um, it's amazing fantasy. There were tales of suspense. Was another one. Yeah. During history, those three were so, like established before Marvel as a whole. Yeah. So some of the characters did come before the actual Marvel comics, um, but for the most part. It was all like they made all the characters for the Marvel line. Like they started with Fantastic Four and then kind of built out of that. They pulled from like the Submariner was one of the first ever comics from uh, Atlas or not Atlas. I'm sorry, from the <sighs> Timely Comics, and then yeah, they just kept using those characters. So, um, yeah, yeah, that. Basically, in a nutshell, that answers your question. <laughs> the char- I mean, the characters, I feel like, always came around. Um, and they're always gonna, there's always going to be new characters and stuff to come out. But, um, yeah, they just kind of established Marvel with a, a set of characters. So thank you again, Logan, for um, asking those questions. I really appreciate the listens, the follows, and all that good stuff. So. Um, we are going to move on from that section here and move into our next segment. What have we been reading? That's right. It's time for What Have We Been Reading? And I totally forgot I used the same music for that that I did for the opening video, so I got to switch that around by the next episode. It will be fixed, but for now, we're going to start with What Have We Been Reading? Chip, what have you been reading over the last couple weeks? Uh, I've been reading uh, The Amazing X-Men line that started in 2013, uh, as well as uh, the Marvel Zombies Resurrection, which is like Marvel Zombies storyline they put out, uh, and then the Captain Marvel uh, series that started in 2012 or all 17 issues of that. Okay, nice. So the zombie one, I'm kind of interested. What uh, is that? The one where Spider-Man Two got its like uh, influence for the Iron Man zombie? No. <laughs> No, it's um, very it's a very brief shot, but it seemed like it would be something that would get pulled from there. I mean, yeah, that's probably where they got it. Uh, there's been a few different ones, uh, like there's been three or four different zombies. Uh, each one's its own like contained storyline. Uh, this one was interesting. Uh, this one was called uh, Marvel Zombies Resurrection. It basically opens up with like most of the world infected and Peter Parker has uh, Val and Franklin Richards in his care and he's like basically just trying to keep them alive so everybody else is zombified. Okay. Uh, they run into like Blade who's just like yeah man my job's killing undead. I'm cool. Like, he's <laughs> not sure. He's like yeah I kill zombies all the time. Uh, and Forge runs deal. around with them and uh, one really cool thing is that Forge is like dismantling zombie superheroes and like turning them into weapons 
So they have like Cyclops's head on a gun and they can like blast his optic beams at zombies. What? Pretty slick. That seems that seems rude, but <laughs> That's a genius level four intellect. Yeah, for sure. How long did that run last? Is it it's over? Four issues. It's a limited series. That one's only four issues. Okay. Roy apparently and said zombies was garbage. Yesterday. They just dropped the fourth one yesterday? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep, it's on the news Word. this week. Word. All right. I'm always a big fan of zombie things. Um, and you said you were reading the X-Men too? Yeah? Yeah, I just started the uh, amazing X-Men run that started in 2013. Uh, it's right okay. after the Battle of the Atom. Basically, they uh, like the first story arc is that they have to go to heaven to. Um, yeah, basically, they go to heaven and fight hell pirates that are trying to like take over heaven, and so they run into like Nightcrawler and bring him back to life. And uh, okay. his dad Azazel's like trying to take over heaven. They're like abducting souls from heaven. So they like yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of over the top. All right, all right. I mean, I thought about starting X-Men from like the beginning. I talked about it, I think, last week or the week before I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't. Um I actually started something else from the beginning, which is probably a terrible idea, but I decided to start Spider Man. <laughs> from the amazing spider-man number one yeah that's uh, <laughs> ambitious too like that thing's been going a long time um so basically i just kind of you look up characters in this marvel the marvel unlimited app and I was like, I want to go see what Spider-Man's all about and maybe read his entire story. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I am going to read the entire story. And I'm going to keep this going for as long as this show goes because that's how long I'm going to be reading these comics. Um, I read the first one. Well, I read most of the first one. There's, it's really wordy. Those old comics are really wordy. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of story going on in those old 60s I guess. Oh yeah, they used to use like the way that they narrated, like some of those old comics was interesting. Yeah. Um, let me actually go to here. It is. Uh, it's 1963 is when the the Amazing Spider-Man number one came out. Um, and like I said, very very wordy. Which I'm cool with because it's a lot of story. You know, there's a lot more things to to look at. Like I like the comics where it's a lot of pictures and art and stuff like that, and not a lot of words. But I really like reading stories as well. Um, and it's not like it's dumb or anything. It's not, you know, Saturday morning cartoons or anything like that. It's there's some good good writing involved in these things. So I'm it's excited really to tight. continue those. What? Some epic things that happened in the Spider-Man comics. Like, there's shit that happened like 50 years ago that we're still talking about. So, it's yeah. a really there's a reason he's one of their most popular properties. Yeah. Um, 
2,940 comics in just the Spider-Man series alone. So I'm doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep, I'm obviously I'm going to read other comics as well, but I'm going to make it a goal to read through Spider-Man just to, through, one a day, it's only gonna take you seven years. Hey man, but if you read twenty a day, two years. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think I think it'll be fun, and and eventually I'll probably give up on it. But but it'll still be, at least it'll keep me involved. Like I like all these other stories I'm reading. I really I read the Death of Captain America, Fallen Son, Death of Captain America. Mm. Um. It's limited edition or limited run i think seven seven books maybe less than that um but really cool i just it just ended too quickly for me i feel like and i i wanted to kind of read more about some of those characters sorry it was a five issue run so very very short um but that being said the last two episodes that we've done i've read just a series so i started with civil war where I read the entire eight-issue miniseries of Civil War. Just Civil War, though. I didn't read anything in between. I didn't read any of that stuff. Um, same with Fallen Sun. I did the, you know, I read just that storyline, just the five issues. Nothing in between, nothing before, nothing after. So on top of deciding to read Spider-Man, I've also started the Secret Invasion storyline, um, which has been a lot of fun for me uh i'm fairly deep into it at this point i'm i'm deep enough into it to where i'm not going to stop you know what i mean um and i feel like a lot of this and a lot of mcu is setting up to be secret invasion i, I feel like they're doing a lot um I, to, to make I it heard they're gonna try and lead into that and it'd be pretty cool um they've established the scrolls they know that they can shapeshift yeah yeah and some of them are good and some of them are bad and whatever <laughs> although in secret invasion it seems like scrolls are just bad there's no such thing as a good scroll except for hulkling or whatever his name is it's like half scroll half free yeah um but I'm up to, I just finished Secret Invasion number three, the like Secret Invasion special number three. And there is what, eight of those? I think there's actually a lot more than those. Um, but 203 comics total in the Secret Invasion storyline. And I'm probably about 40 deep. Nice, nice. 30, so you're reading 30 maybe. Yes, nice. yes. I'm going. Yeah, I... Going yeah, all the way through it. There's some really good issues of uh, Stern Secret Invasion. Of what? Sorry, you cut out there. Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Some really okay. good issues of Thunderbolts during the Secret Invasion. I've been really enjoying this. Um, people that, that don't have the Marvel Unlimited app um, and are curious about it, they do a really good job of putting together the entire storylines. Yes, you can go read the Secret Invasion just one through eight or whatever it is, but you can get all of the different story by going to all the different issues. So for instance, like this does start with Avengers, the initiative 
annual whatever. It's it was an Avengers mm-hmm. comic that was kind of bringing into the the secret invasion. Um, I believe that was the one where they find Elektra dead and she turns into a scroll. Um, yeah, in Murkoff's Electra, she turns into a scroll and everybody's like, wait a minute. What the? F- yeah, and so so then after that is the Secret Invasion saga, which was really interesting because it was it was like a complete backstory on the scrolls and the Kree and just a, a bunch of different stuff, you know, and and it was really long, um, and it was all backstory, but I got all caught up on pretty much every single war that the scrolls have had either with Avengers or the Kree or name a planet, <laughs> anybody else. He, they ran into the fantastic four a lot. Um, but yeah, it's essentially they, yeah, that, that was cool. And then, and then you got like the mighty Avengers has an issue. The new Avengers has an issue. Um, I read a, a Fantastic Four issue that had to do with Secret Invasion. Captain Britain. Never even heard of Captain Britain, but I read an issue because it's part of the Secret Invasion. Like, Incredible Hercules. That I didn't even know that they had a whole line of Greek gods in the Marvel Universe. No idea. Mind blown. How stupid am I? Whoops. But... my memory. What's, Her- what's Herc doing in his issue? Is that the one where they, like, and then another group of gods are like going out on some quest together. Uh, They're going after the gods, right? They're going after the scroll gods. I think. I believe so. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I think that's where they're going. Like I think it's him and a few other like gods from like different mythologies, and they band together yes. and like they're gonna go yep. fight the scroll deity. Oh yeah. Yes, that. Yep, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Sorry. I had to like refresh my memory a little bit because there's a lot of stories going on within this. Like that's what makes this stuff cool too. Like with, uh, with civil war, it was a lot of fun to read this, just the straight civil war story. Really cool. Yeah. But now I'm kind of regretting not reading everything in between as well. Cause there's a lot that goes on in between those issues that, you know, seek yeah, invasion. Yeah. I feel like if I'm you just reading the events. You'll see like they allude to a lot of stuff, and you're just like, mm, okay, move on. Yeah. So, like, you remember yeah, that yeah. happened? You remember that? You good with that? Okay, cool. Next, next plot here. <laughs> like, no, I didn't read that issue. My bad. So, I'm really enjoying reading the full storyline of Secret Invasion, going every single little thing that had to do with it. Um, like after Secret Invasion is when Dark Reign starts, and that's uh that's the one I've like mentioned a few times where Norman Osborn gets put in charge of Shield and uh, he renames it Hammer, and he has his like Dark Avengers. Oh. Okay, I you know I might continue doing that. I I don't know there there's so many comics in it. If you if you guys don't have Marvel Unlimited and you want to read more comics, get that shit. It's cool. It's really nice. It's only ten bucks a month. Um, Seventy bucks for the whole year. Yeah, not not too shabby. So, um, were there any other stories you were reading at all? Any other comics? No, the only other one that I read through was the uh, Captain Marvel run from twenty twelve. Um, it it's a really good like 
It's a really good series. Only had 17 issues in that run. Um, Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. The Infinity Saga. They have like an event called Infinity where Thanos comes to Earth to kill his son. Um, that event touched on that. Oh, uh, that was that was in uh, uh, the new. It was a Switch game, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Yep, yep, exactly. They, yep, they they pulled heavily from that. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, oh, I don't know, what was I saying about it? Oh gosh. Oh yeah, so the Captain Marvel series it touches on that Infinity. Um, and like there's an event where she's like basically killing herself off she has like a brain tumor and every time she uses her powers she's like getting closer and closer to death Uh, and at the end of it she like essentially sacrifices herself by like flying up into space and her powers give out Um, but she doesn't die from it but she loses most of her memories Uh, and so like the series ends with like this little girl that's been like, you know, her friend throughout the whole run, like she like made her promise to give her superhero lessons. And so like the run ends with like superhero lessons, but the little girl's like, no, no, I'm teaching you how to be Captain Marvel. And like uh-huh. little script flip, a little, little hard touching moment. A little, little hard touching. That's cool though. Yeah, um, it was a good, uh, it was a good run. And then uh, it builds up into like, Danvers cores where there's multiple marbles. It's, yeah. Word. That's excellent. I definitely want to read more about Captain Marvel and some of those things. Speaking of Captain Marvel, I'd like to know more about that story for sure. But I She's think right now I... character than I gave her credit for before I started okay. like reading. Word. Yeah, I definitely want to look into that a little bit. Um any other any other comics? Any recommendations for anyone out there? I definitely recommend Civil War. If anyone wants to read um, a story that's just fun in comics um, and fairly easy, it's an eight issue storyline. You can probably get it in a in a trade cover at this point, right? Probably get a whole yeah, bundle sure. of them. So, I recommend Civil War for anyone. What do you have any recommendations for anyone out there? Um. Civil War is a great place to start if you're gonna like if you get the app and you're gonna read through from a point. Civil War is a great place to start. Um, Thunderbolts is my favorite series. Uh, yes, I do Avengers need to get into really fun too. Like the Young Avengers has like two or three volumes. All through, all of them are pretty good. Runaways is pretty good. That's a fun light read. All right, mm. Word. cool. Well. Um, we have a lot to get into with the WandaVision episodes five and six. So what I would like to do right now is take a quick three minute pee break because I really have to pee. So I think we're going to take a short break before we dive into the WandaVision episodes five and six discussion. But oh boy, is there a lot to talk about. So we will be back in just a couple minutes and we're going to talk all about WandaVision. See you soon.
All right. And we are back from the little break. Thank you guys for sticking with us and hanging out as we talk all about Marvel on this week's episode of Marvel Cinematic Monday with me, Josh, and Chip. So we have a lot to get into as far as WandaVision episodes five and six. Who boy. Um, they were pretty crazy. Yes. So what I want to do really quick is just read the synopsis for both episode five and six and then just tear them apart. I, I know that I'm going to get confused in between both episodes and things are just going to get meddled and whatever. So before we get into it, if you haven't seen WandaVision yet, leave this right now. Go watch WandaVision and then listen to this episode when we upload it later this week because this will be heavy heavy spoilers in this section here what's up the kitten's coming to say hello um so all right episode five was called on a very special episode dot 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 um okay so the gosh, I just had the synopsis up here and now it's gone. I don't understand what's happening here. Ah, here we go. Cool. <clears throat> so very, very basic on this. Uh, Vision begins to see the cracks in his reality and confronts Wanda about them. The Sword Sword team launches an era appropriate drone into Westview and Wanda returns it to them. Meanwhile, Billy and Tommy learn something about life and death when they get a new dog. That's basically the easy, easy synopsis of that. Um, and there was, gosh, there was so much that happened in that episode as well. Just those couple sentences do a very good job of breaking it down easily, but definitely don't, don't do it as much justice. Um, so then episode six, and again, I'm sorry, guys, I'm just kind of, running through it really quick just just because i want to talk about it in length and so i want to give crazy just a quick little synopsis on both episodes so episode six was called all new halloween spooktacular and disturbances on halloween great wanda from vision who looks into anomalous activity in westview that's the only synopsis i have online right now um there was a lot more in, in episode six. Basically, it was a trick-or-treat episode. Um, yeah. So we'll start with five here. Um, five was fun because it was a full house episode. <laughs> I feel like it was... They they did the whole full house 90s um, sitcom thing. and And they did a really good job of it. So... Gosh, well, what do you, what do you want to get into first when it comes to episode five here? So for episode five, like first of all, the uh, the intro theme song where it goes through and shows like shows like the actual children's photos of uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Oh and yeah, the two kids that and... they got to play Tommy and Billy, and yeah. then it shows childhood pictures of Vision. <laughs> <laughs> that killed me. 
I love man, it's slaughtered me. Like Kid Vision was like the funniest part of that episode. So <laughs> he was adorable though. Um, um but really like my first big note of the episode happened pretty early in the episode. Um at one point when we've got James Wu, Darcy, and Monica Rambo alone uh, in a room. Before they send the drone in, they're like talking in a room about different things going on inside. Uh, at one point, on one of the computer monitors in the background, there is just a graphic of like the visible light spectrum. And I feel like that was a huge Easter egg towards Monica Rambo. So I'm going to go ahead and call it right now the superhero name that they're going to give her when she actually like develops her powers they're gonna go with spectrum that's one of her aliases in the comic books and i feel like that visible light spectrum on the background of the monitor was them giving an easter egg so i'm okay. predicting now they're gonna go with spectrum as monica superhero. you don't think they're gonna go with photon no i think well i mean it's a possibility but i think photon they put as maria's nickname so, I mean, it's possible that she could take her mom's nickname as her superhero name, as an homage. Uh, yeah. I think that visible light spectrum on that computer screen really sold it for me. All right. That makes sense. I, I just assumed it was going to be Photon, especially after the episode six stuff. Or no, that was, no, it was episode six. Yeah. So, episode five, they tried to do the blood test on Monica. And they were like, yeah, we can't get any good readings on all your tests. And she's like, yeah, I don't care. We're done here. And that was kind of the first little introduction to her stuff. And then in episode six, uh, Darcy had mentioned, like, look at these photos of your cells. They're mutating. Oh. Um, but yeah, saying that the changing into weird. If she goes into the hex again, that she's going to change into something crazy. So I just assumed that it was going to be Photon. I mean, but that that makes a lot of sense. Possible. And like at the on the what episode episode four when she mm. unblips, mm -hmm. show you sword. Like it's got the picture of her mom, and her mom's call sign was photon. Photon, so, yeah. Like I said, it's a it makes a lot of sense that she would pick that name. So, but it also makes Monica a lot of sense that she wouldn't pick that name because Monica Rambo was also Captain Marvel. So she wouldn't pick that name because obviously Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. She wouldn't pick Photon because her mom was Photon. So it would make that's sense. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking she wouldn't pick Photon because that's her mom's name. But I mean, I could also see her doing it because, because people like that. to pay respects to their parents. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. Um, and Roy, no problem. I'm glad that uh, we could help you out with that Marvel Unlimited thing. It's good to good to see that you're checking that out. Um, so... Let's see. What what else? What else happened in episode five? They got the dog. Well, Sparky. well first they, yeah, and they is this, this is the episode where they grow, right? Where they like so it starts with them and they're crying. They're like screaming in yeah. their cribs, and then um, what's her name? Agatha <laughs> um, comes over. And she's like, I'm great with kids. 
I can help out with with kids. And uh, oh, even before we before we go any farther, this is where one of those like weird uh, Wanda blips happened. Where yeah, she's vision, uh, vision, like, well, no, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't need it. Like, I, I got it. Yeah. You don't need she's to like, watch the kids. She's like, looks at, looks at Scarlet Witch, like, do you want us to do that again? Should, yeah. should we take that from the top? That was like really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's those scenes like that where, where Wanda seems really confused by that stuff where it's like she's definitely not like a hundred percent in control of what's going on like, like she knows what she's doing but but she doesn't know what she's doing like, yeah this is, prob- this is the episode where um this is the episode where her and vision have like a big argument at the end uh, yes, and like the credits start rolling while they're arguing because she's trying to just like shuffle it off and rewrite the world. But Vision's like onto that. And I thought that was really interesting. The credits start rolling and they're just arguing through it. Like, I loved that. I loved that part where, where he was like, he was like, "You don't have of me," and she's like, "Don't I?" And then the credits roll, like that yeah, was supposed like, to be the end of it. End of the like, argument. Yeah, like she was like, "Shut up, don't worry about it." And he's like, "No, hell no!" And then yeah, they got into that that crazy argument about, you know, stop controlling me, like ah, and like freaking out, and like he knows that she's controlling stuff, and yeah. Then she, obviously um, there's the zinger, but we'll get there in a second. He um he was at work earlier in the episode, and he like unlocked. The, yeah, the like actual personality, and he's like, "Help, help!" She's controlling us. They get the email I, from Sword talking about the the Maximoff anomaly. It was yeah, a, it was I like that a lot. It was a chock full episode. Like everything that happened in that episode was really significant. Yeah, and I I like that when he opens the email and everyone in the office starts reading it, and it was like a yeah. creepy chant, and he's like, "What the what?" is happening and then yeah he uh he hits what's his name with the with the brain thing and he's like oh my god and just his the the fear that he has like put fear in me as of like oh my god this dude is actually scared and kind of makes me scared for that norman yes there you go yes thanks roy um but i that scene was I don't know, incredibly cool just because of the fact that Vision we 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 think he's dead, right? Vision is pretty dead, but he can still kind of use his powers. Like yeah. it's, it's it's weird how that works yeah, out. And so weird. And episode 6 really really dives into that. So we're getting there, we're getting there. Um but yeah, they aside from everything going on in the the episode in WandaVision, the show, he got everything going on outside the show with uh Monica gets in the argument with the colonel or whatever his whatever that guy's name is, Hayward. And he's like just swearing up and down that she's dangerous. And she's like, we don't know that. We have no idea what's happening. And then, you know, they they finally figure out that they can send a, a drone in there as long as the drone is period specific. 
they can still they, use it. Yep. Yeah. And it went through unaltered because it was the appropriate time frame yeah. for it. Uh, yeah. And also we established that anything she changes is permanent because like the clothes that Monica came out wearing are now bulletproof because of her bulletproof vest. Which those so are going to come back later for sure. That That's mm-hmm. going to, That'll come pay off later when she gets shot. And she's like, ah, it's cool. I was wearing my bell bottom. <laughs> my low rise bell bottoms. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then. Uh, Do we cover everything? Because because we got that big surprise at the end. I think we covered most of the stuff uh, besides she, like them coming they, out like she comes out of the bubble. And her accent returns when she's outside yes. of the bubble. She speaks with her actual accent. Yeah, so she's she's definitely making this the way that she thinks a family should be. Like she's running this show the way that she wanted to live her American family life. And yeah, it's almost like she, she was sorry, go on. No, no, you you finish. It's almost like she was like watching some TV show feeling sorry for herself and like her subconscious just started creating making stuff. The, town around it like yeah it's like she's yeah. just sitting there feeling sad and then like but i mean she went and got vision's body so like it, you know, there was some forethought to it like she had to like she went out and snatched the body up so yeah and that was something that hayward had said because he was arguing with rambo about if she's good or bad and he's like actually which conveniently enough this top secret file was just released to me today conveniently mm-hmm. enough so let me show you you know wanda breaking into sword and taking the vision's body and when when wanda's outside of the bubble she says uh she has i have what i want right here and no one will ever take it from me again so i'm thinking hayward's like the one that showed up like they're off fighting thanos and this dude like comes in and snatches up the vision's body and stuff yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I guess think Sword Vision's just... body didn't dust, so they would have had it on ice for all those years, I guess. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of... Yeah, that's that. you're probably right. They probably had it. They were, like, doing experiments on it and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm wondering if, if Vision was so pulled apart that she's had to use so much magic to get him to, like, be alive again that that's what's creating this thing. Like all she really wanted was to get vision back. That's all she wanted. But there yeah. was like a, an anomaly when she started using her magic that just created this hex around the town, you know? Um, but either, um, either way, it's, it's crazy what we have no idea. Cause they send the drone in and then she actually like, they try to with the drone with a missile. They try to send this missile off at her and <laughs> That's when she comes out of the bubble holding this drone and she's like, Did you lose this? In her I'm terrible with the Russian accent, but you know, she's she's like, I think you lost this, and throws the the drone back at him, which is still sparking with red energy, by the way. Like anything that goes in there still gets affected and has some sort of magic to it. Uh, but yeah, she's she like you said, she said, I have everything I want in here. And and he's like, oh, you're being violent. And she's like, I'm not the one pointing guns. 
and then aims all the guns right at Hayward, and he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> stand down, stand down. <laughs> I really liked that scene because she's like, "You really think you're in control here, dude? Come on, man! You got nothing." Um, but yeah, then you know you go back in. You, that's kind of the end of that interaction out there in the in the real world. Um, and then after she goes back in, that's when the fight breaks out with Vision and her. And then all of a sudden, there's a ring or a doorbell. The doorbell rings, and you know, as as she Wanda swears up and down that she's not the one that did that. Yeah, as Wanda and Vision are fighting, she's like, "It's not me, I swear to God." And then she answers the door. And who's there? The Mighty Duck guy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Evan Peters, freaking Quicksilver, <laughs> Mother Flipping Pietro. And did you did you notice that like? Like the first time they reveal him, they show him from the back, and they like they dead ass did his hair up to look just like the yeah. guy that played him in Age of Ultron. So like they totally like they misdirect up until the last second. I thought it was Magneto at first. I thought it was old man Magneto, just with the silver hair going on. Mm. Um but then again, like obviously that wouldn't be what would happen. It makes so much more sense to bring in that guy. And and the second he shows up, Darcy's like watching the the show and she's like, She recast Pietro? Like what? And so, like after that episode, I started seeing like so many little clips of interviews with him where he's being all coy. Like at one point he's arguing with the kid that played Cyclops in Days of Future Past. And the dude's like, whatever, man, you could be Quicksilver all day, but you'll never be an Avenger. And Evan Peter's just like, legally, I can't respond to that. <laughs> and at one point, like some interviewer, they're all doing an interview, and uh, some dude asks them a question about like joining the MCU, and like the other two actors like are giving answers like, "Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool, but you know, a lot of work towards blah blah blah." And Evan Peters is just like being real quiet, just like looking over at him, like, <laughs> answer. I'm just like, oh man, they had this shit in the works for a while. Yeah, Tom Holland should take some notes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody should send him that gift. What to do when somebody asks you about what's happening in your movie? Right. Oh man, no, it's that is cool. I didn't realize that there were interviews where he was just playing coy about it. But they obviously yeah, have had this in until for like a minute. after that episode, and then people were posting that, and I was just like, man, that's hilarious. Yeah. No shit. But what a mind fuck, right? Like instantly, you think multiverse instantly you think oh she's pulling him out of the x-men universe and bringing him into here and then you start thinking about it a little bit more and it's like well maybe she actually did recast him and then you get into episode six and you start really figuring out what happened with him where it's more she is projecting him the way that she remembers but it's just a little skewed you know what I mean? Yeah, it like I don't know. Like I'm so I'm so confused by that whole thing. Like the As well we should be. I mean, come on, we shouldn't have it figured out in episode six. Like it's right. like, <laughs> like recasting the guy is one thing, but like 
literally like recasting him with another like ugh, I don't know. Quicksilver. And it's not just recasting him. They literally replaced him with the other Quicksilver because like the Quicksilver from Age of Ultron had an entirely different personality regardless yeah. of his looks. He was an entirely different character. Like right. much more comic accurate like personality wise. And this one is like like goofy. I don't know. He's, he's just a punk kid from the X-Men movie. And like <laughs> It's an entirely different character. It's just so weird. Yeah, and I, I don't know, man. It's it's very interesting to to think that she would have not remembered what her brother looks like. You know, because that's kind of what it makes it seem. At, right now, it makes it seem like she just doesn't really remember everything about him, and so she's bringing him into this universe this way but then again freaking he comes out and he's talking about you know he's like i know you're doing this like how do you how how do you do all this like how do you do you just keep all the kids in bed at night or yeah he knows an awful lot for just getting summoned here for no reason like yeah it's very sus um I, I, I got. I had something that I was gonna say, but I totally forgot what it was. Um, about about this whole. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. It doesn't even matter. Um, but yeah, like right at the end of episode five, it, it was just crazy. And and for a week, I just kept reading articles about what it could be, who it is, why he's there, and and then you get into episode six, and it starts off. Which, by the way, I really loved the Malcolm in the Middle callback with episode six because that was a complete Malcolm in the middle episode. (laughs) And um, I really liked how they, how they portrayed the early two thousands kind of late nineties sitcoms, you know, with, with the talking at the camera, breaking the fourth wall, having the crazy uncle. Yeah. Actually I was watching it with Kylie and I was like, when we start this, I want you to tell me what, the intro reminds you of and it was instant it was like the second it started she's like oh malcolm in the middle <laughs> didn't even it was, yeah the uh, only thing it was missing was anime at the beginning <laughs> yeah right for sure um, um episode six i would say was definitely the funniest episode so far uh for me anyway um i i laughed <laughs> a few times and when she walks down the stairs and he, uh, and Billy's like, are you old Red Riding Hood? Like, that was pretty savage. I laughed at that. Yeah. And then the, uh, the Sokovian Halloween. Dude, like, that scene was so funny. <laughs> that tiny little flash. Like, I died. Like, I had to pause the show. I was laughing so hard. Like, and, that's, and that's so Malcolm in the middle. Like, yeah. I loved it. And they Did just you notice their costumes? They were uh, Nick Fury and uh, Black Widow. I did not notice that, but how cool. Yeah. Huh. I watched that episode three times. I never noticed that. I just laughed the whole time at the fish putting it in yeah, the Halloween that... sack. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Jeez, I'm just trying to gather all my thoughts. I'm sorry. Um. Getting into into that episode, it, 
vision very like when he comes down in his costume which was fun that him calling him a booger and making fun of his light i was like oh man stop traffic light that's very accurate actually like yeah making it um you know very comic uh accurate is what i'm trying to say um yeah i loved his little his little line of saying uh you know she was like is that what you're wearing tonight and she's he's like well this is everything that i had in my closet and she just looks at him like (laughs) yeah like you shut your mouth vision we've been through this she gives him the like irritated wife look and he's just like i mean absolutely dear yeah um but then, yeah, he, he just kind of leaves. He, he's like, I'm on neighborhood watch, and he leaves. And, and that's when they, they break out. You have Wanda and Pietro going out and having their conversations with, you know, while they're treating. And then you got Vision going out and going on his own adventure, which was really, really cool. I want to I, I just kind of circle back around and, and finish up the, as they're on the streets, they're trick-or-treating. They're having their conversations. Um, you know, Quicksilver is is saying, "How are you doing all this?" This is this is what I'm trying. I was trying to remember earlier, and he was like, "How you know? How do you keep all the the people around? Everyone's just in bed at night, right? You don't want to you don't want to scar them any more than they already have have been, or something like that." And it's it's interesting. Roy makes up a uh, brought up a good point. It could be Mephisto, Mephisto, that's playing. Quicksilver. Um, that's why he was recast. Uh, that because it's Mephisto doing it, and he's actually that character, and he's trying to pry Wanda a little bit more by asking how she's doing things and and what's happening. Um, but also, in a way, like Quicksilver in this episode brought out the powers of the kids. And if that's another, you know, if Mephisto is actually controlling and, and, you know, you're going comic accurate and using the two pieces of the soul and doing all that shit, then it would make sense that he would come in and play the crazy uncle to get them to understand their powers so they could become more powerful sooner. So then he could, you know, manifest, right? Isn't that kind of how that would work? Yeah. And when Vision's leaving, he even like calls himself a replacement father figure interesting i didn't even i didn't even put that no worries no worries i got the old xy chromosome i can be the father figure all right okay all right that makes sense um what did you think of wiccan and speed uh i thought wiccan and speed were awesome they like all all the characters had like about as comic accurate costumes as we're ever going to get from the mcu so that was really cool to see. Hands down. Yeah. Um, I liked how Speed got his powers first. And and it was like, oh, okay, all right. So Wind Wiccan gonna show up. What's gonna happen now? You know, and and like Speed's just running around getting all the candy that he can, and then all of a sudden Wiccan hears his dad, and you see you see his little blue mist come out, which makes you realize that they are real. Those kids are absolutely real because they're not using red magic he's using his own personal magic that is blue instead of scarlet which is red so i thought that was a pretty cool little um revelation Mm -hmm. as well um but then you know getting to vision because like like i said wiccan hears his dad and vision he goes out basically for a night on the town 
take us through that, Chip. Take us through Vision's uh, Vision's Night on the Town and what and what goes on there. So, Vision, like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll like, day in the life. So, like, when he's leaving, he's almost challenging Wanda because, uh, like, he tells her that he's going out. Have have a good night, and she's like, "What do you mean? You're all dressed and ready to go." And uh, he tells her that he's going on the watch, and she says, "That's not what you're supposed to." And he's like, "What? What am I? Huh? What? What? Finish that thought." What am I supposed she, to do? Yeah, yeah. And she like he's challenging her. He like wants her to admit that she's doing something, and she like catches herself and changes what she's gonna say. So I thought that was kind of interesting. He's still like. He's still challenging things. He's not happy with the situation at, at all. Uh, but then when he's walking around, he's just uh, noticing all the little irregularities. Um, like there's the uh, the couple that he looks over and sees. The guy in the background just keeps picking up and setting down this pumpkin over and over. And the lady in the foreground is like hanging up her decoration just over and over again, not getting it hung up. And you see the tear roll down her face. So she's got like, the smile. Yeah. She's got she's got the stoic look, and yeah. looks like she's having. You just she she looks like she's uh, shorting out basically or skipping. It's mm-hmm. like a it's like a CD that's skipping, but a really sad like CD. All those kids. Yeah, it's almost like running all those kids in like the area around her is like making it harder to like keep the rest of the town like running smoothly. So mm-hmm. you have all these people frozen in place and you have like the people glitching out uh and then he flies up to like look around because he sees this entire neighborhood glitched out he sees like one car off by itself flies down and discovers agnes just sitting there right right out. right in front of ellis avenue by the way which was mentioned yeah she had mentioned uh to the kids don't go past ellis avenue and yeah. uh, of course it's the last street in town so it's the edge of town. Um, yeah, Agnes. Uh, interesting scene there with Agnes. She uh, tells Vision that he's dead. He doesn't know what an Avenger is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those interesting, like details there. Um, yeah, because she well, she wants to be the, the, the interesting thing about that was Agnes was also on repeat. Basically, she was glitching out. Because yeah. he, he was like, what are you doing? And she's like, Times Square trick-or-treat? Where is that? Or something. Or And, and he's like, I would assume. Yeah, Town Square, Square, yeah. Square. Yeah, and, and he's like, Town Square, I would assume. And then she's like, I got lost. And he's like, in the you grew up in? Yeah. And so I know a lot of people out there are thinking that Agnes is supposed to be Agatha. And I always mix up those names but i think that scene kind of proves that she might not be really in control or might not be doing what people think she's doing because she's glitching out just as much as everyone else and she's also just as scared as everyone else because vision does the mind thing and unlocks her brain real quick and that's when she's like oh my god am i dead you know and he's like no why and and yeah, so it's to me incongruities with that though. Like like it's just so weird that she would be glitching out in that situation, like like all the other characters. But it, 
in other situations, like when she's in the home, she's like almost got this level of immunity. Like she's asking, like, you want me to take that from the top? Oh, those kids, they just grow up so fast. Oh, you like, so like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like at times it seems like she's a part of, apart from it. And then in this moment, it just seems like she's locked in place like everybody else. So it's like, it's really weird. I'm still almost thinking that she's a part of it, but she didn't realize how strong Wanda's magic was. And so now she's been washed up into it. it. That's kind of what I thought too, is that she might've been, because there's obviously, there's got to be two people working here. There's got to be one that has the master plan, one that's using Wanda. And I think the one that's using Wanda would essentially be Agatha or Agnes, sorry. And, um, like you said, she probably she was like, I can control her. And then Wanda was like, oh, the fuck you can. And showed her that her magic was way stronger than than hers. Is That would be my guess. Um, especially, I mean, there's so many things that that point to Agnes being that witch. Agatha, Agatha Hargraves or whatever. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, Agatha Harkness. Okay, and so many things point to that, that it's very possible that, that she started with the beginning, started using Wanda, um, but then, you know, realized that Wanda was too strong. Although, the scene, the flashback of Wanda going and picking up Vision's body kind of leads me to believe that Wanda acted on her own, and that the magic that she used to revive Vision just she lost control of it although maybe because when we get to the end of this episode we we can't that all the all those theories just get kind of thrown out the window uh roy brings up a funny question i wonder how wanda is sustaining the townspeople or if they are actually starving slash living in filth when not being used does the magic clean and feed them i'm gonna guess Um. no No, I'm thinking that that commercial for the Yo Magic was literally like a hint about that. It's like that Yo Magic commercial was like, yeah, here, here's some sustenance in the form of magic, but the kid can't get it open, so he starves oh, to death and dies. And I'm just wow. like, what is the reference of that? Oh, because Yo Magic can't save you. Like, I don't know. It was interesting. It just blew my mind a little bit. It was literally called Yo Magic. Yeah, you just blew my mind a little bit. I mean, a lot of people are talking about how that is some callback to Wanda, to to something with Sokovia or something like that. But that makes way more sense that it's pointing at the fact that the people in town aren't able to actually sustain themselves because one is just holding them in place that's very interesting and then and then yeah with the him trying to open the yogurt and him just turning into bones basically withering away huh that's very interesting i like that i like that thought um so yeah then obviously uh vision talks to to agnes here and she freaks out and he's like it's okay i'm gonna do what i can to to help everyone and then puts her back into the hex 
She turns around, does her funny little, okay, see you later, neighbor, and drives away. And Vision decides to walk past Ellis Avenue and go outside of the hex. This part was really cool um, because he leaves. He leaves. His physical body leaves the actual hex and is able to go outside and, you know, through through sword watching vision because obviously they have a, a tracker on him because duh they would have a tracker on on something they made tony stark would definitely have a some sort of tracker but they're watching him from outside and seeing that he's going to the edge of the the dome here and they all meet to where he's leaving right and he comes out and he like he's like stuck. He's like trying to, to peel his way out of there, but he's getting sucked back in. Like like the hex is not letting him leave. Whereas Monica Rambo could leave. I mean, obviously she got kicked out of it, but she was able to leave just fine and not get sucked back in. Scarlet Witch, who obviously is controlling it, was able to leave without having any issues of getting sucked back in. I'm almost positive all the other characters or all the other people in that town would would be able to leave if they could break the spell. They'd be able to leave without worrying about it. But Vision, for some reason, when he leaves, every little bit of him gets sucked back into the hex. And it, like, pulls him apart, like, brutally. It's like pulling pieces of him off. And I found it really cool that... Not cool, but I guess a fun callback that he actually, like, died in the same position that he was in in infinity war like when he curls up and and basically dies outside of the hex it's the exact same way that he died in uh infinity war so i thought that was kind of a cool little callback oh um, man so maybe like the pieces that are flying off are like the supplemental pieces that she added to him to repair him I, you know you know Being reclaimed by the hex yeah it's very possible um, but this is where Wiccan hears him. So we we go back to Wiccan, like all of a sudden can hear Vision, and he's like, "Mom, Dad is is in trouble. Like, what what's happening?" And this is when, God, this is when shit gets crazy, right? Because, and to to sum it up really quick, the kid, the guy, the kid guys would have a lot the people in the outside world monica rambo darcy and uh john they're all they all got kicked out of sword basically um the, the colonel kicked him out he was like i don't want you here anymore you're, you're too much of a, a you know problem for me they were basically asking too many questions and he didn't like it so he kicked him out and they go through a little tiny quick adventure right they they break back into sword they do some stuff monica hargrave says we need to go meet my informant you keep saying hargraves is that is that the wrong person am i saying the wrong who, who am i trying to say here you're thinking umbrella academy hargraves is like jesus man that's like hard that guy's name? Har, har, hayward? hayward my goodness there's so many things in my head right now hayward kicks him out <laughs> So then uh, Monica Rambeau gets a text and she's like, oh my God, I need to go meet my informant. He's that astrophysicist that I need, we need to go right now. And so they leave. Um, 
and Darcy gets trapped there. And so back to she Wanda. She's behind because she wants to get through the last firewall. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's which true. is and when she gets through, she sees a document called Cataract Operation Cataract. So what is Cataract? I don't know. What is it? Do you know? Do you have any idea? You know, I think it's well, cataracts is like an eye disease. Like I don't know what it is in reference to like comics. Yeah, cataract is like just a, just an eye thing. Okay. Man. Maybe that's something to do. Condition with... in which the lens of the eye becomes progressively opaque, resulting in blurred vision. Blurred vision. Maybe they're calling uh, cyclops problem cataracts instead. Maybe it's something to do with that. They're looking into that. <laughs> they found some Cyclops kid with crazy. Or, or, and hear me out, cataracts has something to do with vision. That's what I was thinking because it literally has the word vision in its definition. Yeah. That, that makes more sense than Cyclops. I try to I try to pull from too many different places, but um We see Jimmy Woo's awesome karate skills when uh, Monica John. beat up the sword agents. Yes, that's true. Um, so yes, she she stays back to to look through this firewall because she's hacking into. I'm just gonna keep calling them Hargraves now. I don't even care. Hayward. They keep. Hayward. <laughs> she's hacking into Hayward's phone. Basically, um, that's when you find out they're watching Vision. That's when they go to meet Vision. He's dying. And they they go back to Wiccan and he's like, Mom, something's wrong with dad. So now all of a sudden, Wanda stops everything. She freezes the whole town to figure I out love what that sound the... effect too when they when she yeah. like... <laughs> Yep. Everything just stops. And her eyes get all red and she realizes what she needs to do. And she does this like weird push thing, right? And mm-hmm. Essentially, what she does is just expand the hex. She sends it out to cover more ground, which yeah, to re-envelop the vision. Yep, which calling back to House of M a little bit, she's slowly recreating the world in the way that she wants it to be. Obviously, House of M was a lot different, but like her the, pulling from that storyline of of WandaVision creating what she wants and making the world what she wants it to be. She's definitely starting to expand that level and it's and it's becoming more of a problem than just that one little city. Yeah, she turns the entire sword base into a circus. Which is funny. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. That's that's what that's exactly what she thinks of that of sword is it's just a circus. So Yeah, so the next time we see Darcy she should be like integrated. Yes. Yep. Pretty much everyone except for Hayward, Monica, and Jimmy Woo, and the two cronies that Hayward had with him. Everyone else is going to be in the hex. I'm I'm excited to see what Darcy comes out to be. She's going to be sort of like weird. I have uh, two things to say about Pietro. Uh, Okay. One, I feel like Evan Peters has aged like 20 years in the last five years. Kylie like, said that too. Yeah, he's he's only thirty four. 
That is a 52-year-old looking 34. You think um, they did that on purpose, though? You think they did that makeup-wise to make him look older to maybe... No. I think he just doesn't take care of himself and his skin looks really bad. Like, <laughs> to be dead honest. Like, i honest. All right. He just he aged real bad. All right. Uh, and also, like, how about his Ace Ventura impersonation throughout the whole episode? Yeah. With the, with the hair and the whole... Yeah. Like all the over the top like facial expressions and like the way he says stuff, I was just like, man, he's from sure here. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's that's very true. And uh, then uh, I do have theories on the astrophysicist or the aerospace engineer. Before we get to that, I did want to touch on one more thing with Quicksilver. Do it. Um, just the scene that when she when Wanda turns and then looks back at him and he's dead. Mm-hmm. Did she possibly raise him from the dead? Like she did Vision? Exactly. Like she saw Vision dead too. Exactly. Better, it's just her traumas and she's like seeing her traumas. I guess that's true. Oh, speaking of that, I really liked how uh, uh, Quicksilver had said something about that. Where um, she, she, they, he mentioned a memory and she was like, oh, I don't, I don't think I remember that. And, and he's like kind of like suppressing... Yeah, and he's like kind of su- like suppressing bad memories or something, and and she's like, huh, you know, just kind of looked at him funny, but it was just another like Easter egg of he knows what the hell's going on. So, um, I I hope he stays around for another episode or two, and I hope he uh, keeps keeps being sweet Evan Peters. But I too have a theory about the astrophysicists, and let's uh. Let's make this the last part of this episode here. We'll uh, we'll do our little theories and then wrap this up. So what what is your theory for who the astrophysicist could be? I actually um, I have an article here from Cinema Blend where they uh, have four theories. And I thought they were pretty good guesses, so I was like, okay. I want to mention that, touch on that a little bit. Okay. Uh, one of them is Riri Williams, who uh, is like the new Iron Man, basically. She goes by Iron Heart, and it was oh. announced during the 2020 Disney Investor Day that not only is she getting her own Disney Plus series, but also that the role has been cast by Dominique Thorne. Uh, Interesting. And so it's possible, because it's already been cast, and they're giving her her own series, she could be the aerospace engineer but the yeah. only issue there is that Riri Williams is like 15 she's uh, like 15 she is super genius and she reverse engineered an Iron Man suit and made her own suit so that's possible. very interesting uh, one, okay another theory is Abigail Brand who in the comics runs S.W.O.R.D. Uh, so oh. it would be interesting to find out that S.W.O.R.D. is not actually S.W.O.R.D. And like Abigail Brand is like actually running sword. Is the so yeah I mean, the real but, sword? Know, yeah, or or she could just be like a high ranking member, uh, and like Monica would know her because Maria and her like built sword from the ground up. Right. So it's possible that like. Uh, yeah, I still think Nick Fury runs sword at this point. It's possible. Uh, Another theory is actually Blue Marvel, who we mentioned earlier in the 
podcast because uh, he's a super genius aerospace engineer. And while he's like super obscure and probably like one of the least likely options, uh, he's on the list. And I thought okay. it was interesting because I was like, oh, well, that's funny. We already talked about him. Uh, and yeah. the last one was Reed Richards. They got a, okay. One of the guesses is that they're going to introduce Reed Richards that way. Would you kind of theorize last time, but you were talking about Ben Grimm, but uh, kind of same thing, bringing in the Fantastic Four slowly that way. And that's that my actual, that's my thing too. I, I read something else that kind of convinced me a little bit more that it could be him and that it's going to be played by John Krasinski. Yeah, um, man, I hope so. That's who next... I want to play. That's your Fantastic. So I would be super stoked on that. So if they're if they're gonna do this the way that they've been doing this as far as like Easter eggs and like ah the the fun little callbacks that they have right would it not be just oh so ironic to have the next WandaVision episode be set in like mid to late two thousands when every show was like Parks and Rec Community. Uh, the office. And then at the end of this episode, they introduced Jim from the office as Mr. Fantastic. That, like that would, that would be pretty crazy. Oh, um, another real quick thing that I hadn't thought of, but I like, forgot to mention yeah, because good. they throw, because stuff is cool to go in. If it's set in the right time period as the show within the show keeps like progressing pretty soon we're gonna hit like 2000s 2010s 2020s like pretty soon they're gonna be able to throw in like whatever they want technology at her and like it won't get altered by the hex so like i don't know things are progressing that way because like pretty soon they can throw in 90s technology they can throw in 2000s technology but well, I think it, a little bit too, because it's expanding, right? She just expanded it. So, I mean, what if it's been expanding this whole time? It started with a really small bubble. Yeah, it started with a really small bubble in the 50s, got bigger in the 60s, bigger 70s, 80s, 90s, so on. And it's just going to keep getting bigger until it's in present day, but it's in her world. That's possible. So, it could like fully expand and develop the globe. And yeah. Full yeah. on House of M type. Like, that's crazy. And there's your suit of armor around the world, Tony Stark. <laughs> hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm we're a little over halfway through this uh season. And I am absolutely stoked to see what they do next. Um I know a lot of people I just got a text from uh co host from Movement, Justin. He says you got to explain effing WandaVision. I'm lost and I'm current. And I think that's the point of this show is to keep you lost. So you're asking questions. So you want to know more. So you want to come back next week because if, like I said, with, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, if they showed you all their cards at the very beginning, no one's going to give a shit anymore. They're going to, they're not going to come back. But the fact of the matter is they've made this show so mysterious and so crazy and so weird that you just have to come back and see what's going to happen. So you got it. Um, one thing I'm scared of is it's going to definitely le- leave on a cliffhanger. It's going to suck so much. 
but um that's how they do things so it'll it'll be at least be nice to see God, what the hell is going on in this storyline <laughs> yeah. yeah we're gonna get some really big payoffs here in the next couple episodes yeah for sure so all right guys i think that's gonna be all we have for this week did you have anything else that you wanted to mention about wandavision or anything else chip no, I think I'm good. We uh we covered a lot. Thanks we for did. sticking around, everybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, these episodes just keep getting longer and longer, but that's okay because they keep getting funner and funner. So it's a good time. Um, yeah, thank you all again for watching and listening. You can like us on Instagram at Marvel Cinematic Monday. You can follow us on Twitter at MCM Pod. Um, and then find all of our updates and things at twistmarrowpodcast.com. And yeah, I think that's that's gonna be all for today. We're gonna we're gonna call it a show. Um, be on the lookout for the next episode of Marvel Cinematic Universe coming two weeks from today. We'll be talking about episodes seven and eight of WandaVision, amongst all the other things. If you would like to be featured on the show or be a guest on the show, send me an email. We could hook you up with that. We could definitely get you on. Um, if you have a question for us, send us uh, send us a question at our email, uh, Marvel Cinematic Monday at gmail.com. And we will try our best to answer those for you. Once again, thank you for listening. My name is Josh. And I'm Chip. And we are the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast. We will talk at you guys in a couple weeks. See you in the hex. Yeah. <laughs>